I can stack them hundreds to the roof. I ain't stopping till they stack to the moon. Without me, my family wouldn't have food. Anybody go against me, gotta lose. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome to reality. You're going to hear shit here that you will not hear anywhere else. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck what you guys think. That's the truth. My job here is not to be your friend. My job here is not to be your buddy. My job here is not to make you feel good. My job is to give you the tools that you need to be successful in reality. And your reality can be made up of a million different things. Financially, personally, relationships, whatever, whatever it is, fitness, the principles of success are universal and that's what we talk about here. Yes, we will talk about things that might not sound like we're talking about entrepreneurship, but we are. And we also might talk about things that sound like we're talking about entrepreneurship, but we could be talking about other things as well. My job is to give you the info. Your job is to figure out how the fuck you can use it. As always, I am joined by my co-host, DJ, DJ God. Your job is also getting people to send me clown and eggplant emojis, which Good. is what I've been getting yes. the last couple of days. I'm waiting for someone to send you a life-size Ronald McDonald. <laughs> and and a the grimace. first person that does that and a grimace. is going to get something. You know somebody's going to do Oh, yeah. Oh it's gosh. coming before I even said that. Don't yeah. really send that because I already know there's some in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so there's people way ahead of the game. Uh, Actually, it would be pretty creative. Oh, it, it would be oh, creative. You just jumped my fucking introduction. I was going to give you this really cool introduction. Now, I just tell you, my shithead little brother is on the podcast here. What's hey, up? Hey. Salvador. Welcome, I mean, can I welcome myself? Welcome yourself. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Oh, it's, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't know, and you should, uh, Sal is my brother. He's also uh, the president of First Form. He runs day-to-day operations for the company. Uh, literally does every single thing that needs to be done. He also happens to be a better public speaker than 99.99% of the people that I fucking get paid to speak with. Fact. Um, Vaughn, how'd I do this morning? You did well. Is that a fact or not? Because you sit in on these things. It's very true. It's a fact. Yeah. And what I like about the two of you guys is that you're both good, but you both have distinctly different styles. You're not trying to be clones. I mean, I actually, no. I mean so, well, I mean, every reality well, let's be is real, so, sometimes, you, Everybody you, sometimes out little brothers want to be clones. Everybody out there is trying to be me a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe. You know why? It's because uh, I'm so good looking. Uh, that must be it. Again, something I beat him at. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was your line today. Now he's stealing it. So, What's I that? mean, good looking. I do got better calves, though. I, I don't know about that either. My calf game's strong, man. I post a picture of anything that has anything to do with my calves, and everybody's like, dude, how do I get calves like that? How do I know. I, it's proof that everybody's like, oh, genetics don't matter. Uh, I don't train calves. Yeah. Uh, dude, you know what's funny? Is I always tell them, because I get the same shit, your calves are better than mine, let's be honest. It's the only thing better. Yeah. But I I'm, will I'm say- waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for you to go a little further up the, the body. And- yeah. Oh. You know what? That's not for neither of us to discuss. That's for that's for the people to decide. But dude, here's the thing, dude. My dad, what is that? Seventy three. Seventy three. Seventy three years old. I got better calves than both of us. He no does. bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, he, Vaughn, you checking him out too? I do. Yeah. 
Dude, the, uh, that's kind of hard not to check know, him out. He wears, he wears shorts when hey, it's 12 degrees. It's no, true. <laughs> you know that's why he wears fucking shorts all the time. Yeah, I can check out my calves. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh. Yeah. Let no, me just if make you're 73 young... and you got calves like that, you've been doing some serious leg Dude, work your whole life. he's got better calves yeah. than all these bodybuilder dudes. Yeah. Well, I think that's my point is like genetics play a role. Right. In that game, everybody, somebody, you know, you'll see a guy eating McDonald's, he's like, oh, and then he goes out and tells everybody, you got to watch what you eat. And that like, is the most you? annoying thing to me. <laughs> oh, most, like, look, just admit what the fuck you got. Like, hey, I got great metabolism. There's nothing better. This yes. actually plays into the role. Like, just be honest. Yeah. Just, right. Like, hey, I have a great metabolism. I can get away with shit that you can't. Right. Like that, not, not me, obviously, but like, I'm saying like, don't try to trick people into thinking that you're working 10 times harder because you genetically or lean person like right. that's the most annoying thing to me because as a professional in the fitness industry i can literally look at someone's body and tell what it is about them that makes them them yep. so like when someone grew like if like you can too like i could tell if someone grew up fat or if they grew up skinny you know what i'm saying of course and like dude these dudes who went out there and gained 30 pounds of muscle and then pretend like they diet hard all the time to look the way they look <laughs> it's like do you get the fuck out of here you yeah. mean you started doing cardio yeah, I, I was talking to one of our athletes. I didn't eat chicken nuggets today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to one of our athletes, and and she's a top, top tier, very top tier um, competitor. And we should, we started talking about her prep for um, for the Olympia, and she's like, "Oh man, I got to start doing cardio." Mind you, I work out every dude, single she day. She told me that at the gym too. Yeah. Dude. She was like, "I got to walk for twenty minutes." I'm like, "Walk for twenty minutes? Shit, I'm training for an hour. She I'm goes, cardio for she an goes, hour. I'm eating twenty two hundred calories a day. Oh, that's what I eat. Yeah, me too." <laughs> She's 135 pounds, you yeah. know? Right. Whatever. Uh, anyway. But at least she admits, like, hey, listen, oh, yeah. I got good genes. Dude. Freakish. And she's got great genes. Yeah. Hey, look, by the way, we're not making excuses. Like, we could all look great. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. No, look, <laughs> we could all look great, but it just might take a little more work for, for you or someone else to do certain things that other people can't. I, I say this all the time. I, I say, you know what? I used to, I used to, uh, I, I'd ride around in my son. On the lawnmower, you know, and you sit there and you talk to yourself. It's the only time I I have conversation. Well, I have I talk to myself all the time. Let's be real. But anyway, I would be. I always thought like, man, when I die, I'm gonna go to heaven. First question I'm asking God is, dude, how come I got the fat gene? And I, I know used to, why. Yeah, well, I know why. So the reason I, you know, now I've come to the conclusion that the re- the reason I do have it is because He's given me this opportunity to go out and help people change their lives. That's like, right. I have to go through that struggle. That's right. And so when I can look at people in the eyeballs. I can speak to their soul because I understand like, hey. I know what it's like. One through mm-hmm. ten. Right. And I know what it's like to go one through ten and then back to one. And then back to ten. And yeah. then back to one. And it sucks, but it's a process of who I am, and it's given me a great opportunity to be able to, to speak to people and have I and share that I would much rather have that than to be someone who didn't have to fucking work that hard. That's why my skin's this thick. Yeah. Because I've had yeah. – that struggle's real, man. Like, like people are like, oh, I trade fucking – I wouldn't trade for anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's made me so much more resilient in life as – in its entirety so it allows me to to really when people go through struggle i can instantly relate to my physical struggle which is just happens to do what we do for a living but no matter what that is that journey is very very similar you know you got to identify the problem you got to you got to address the problem you got to realize you got it right then you got to take action to combat it and then you got to constantly fucking stay on top of it. if not it'll eat you alive and then if you don't attack it then it becomes this well i'm just this way and then that's what it, it's infiltrated society now. You know, I'm just that way. I'm just fat. Oh man. God, dude, come back on Thursday so we can talk about body positivity and fucking all that <laughs> shit. Anyway, you're probably wondering why we have Sal here, and it isn't just to talk about sexy calves, like we both have. 
It is to actually talk about what the future is of social media, okay? All of you guys right now are on social, and if you aren't, I would be very surprised because that's where I do most of my connecting, and we are connected right now. So one of the biggest things that that we see in our business, um, in our real everyday business, and that I get asked when I go speak at all these events and do all these things is how do I develop a brand on social media? Where is it going? How do I do this? How do I? And what we see more and more is people trying to copy what other people who have big followings do. And that's a flawed idea and a flawed tactic. And we're going to get into why that is flawed. We're going to go through the A to Z, everything on how to become an effective social media influencer, and by the way, an effective in-person influencer, all right? Influence, if you have any brain cells at all, is going to equate to dollars made, all right? Now, there's a lot of people on social media that are just there to enjoy. They're just there to share pictures of their dog or their kids. That's awesome, okay? But that's not what today's podcast is about. Today's podcast is about how to be effective in building a personal brand via social media platforms that we have available for free to us that can make us money, okay? We're going to talk about how things have been, how things are, and how things are going to be moving forward. And if you are going to take notes on any podcast that we have ever done, this is going to be one that you need to take notes on. So if you're listening in the car and you're driving around, that's cool. Listen, but come back and listen again because we're going to go through step-by-step how to do this. Now, with, before we get started, I want everybody to understand one thing. Social media is not done. Social media is not a fad. Social media is not a something that you're late to the game on, all right? A lot of people use that as an excuse. Like, I don't want to really get, you know, these people already have it all cornered and this and that. No, 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 no. It's just begun. It's going to become a bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger part of how people earn their income as we move forward through the years. It's already happening. You're seeing large companies no longer require a degree from a college. And instead, they're looking at people's social media profiles to attach value to them. If you're an influencer in electronics and you have a million people who are interested in the quality of sound that that you know that you're influencing on you're leading you're le- you're the tip of the spear when it comes to uh, reviewing headphones or reviewing audio systems guess who is extremely valuable to that brand by the way guess who doesn't even need to go to the brand because you've created so much value but the point is is our income is going to become more and more aligned with how our social media is is uh is basically executed, um, and are we a person of true influence? And let me explain something to you guys. Real influence is not fucking followers. It's not the million followers or the 1.2 million followers that I have or the 20 million followers someone else had or the 10 followers that someone else might have. Real influence is targeted influence. What does that mean? Well, that means this. When a girl posts a picture in 2013 of her ass or her boobs or these sexy pics, they get 
10,000 likes and their page grows 100,000 every week and they end up with 10 million followers, well, guess what? That same shit ain't going to work for the next four years for a number of reasons. One, people got to understand that following, engaged following does not even mean comments. Like if you ask most people what engaged following means, it means the number of comments. It is not the number of comments. It is the number of focused comments. All right. And influencers, you need to be listening to this and fucking understand it. Because if you post a picture and 99% of the comments are, baby, you're so hot. Oh, you're so beautiful. Heart emojis, this emoji, that emoji. You've been able to get paid on that because companies don't know any better. Companies are now getting smart and they understand that if all you're getting is horny dudes, okay, there's no market to fucking market the product. That you, that you, whatever it is. So that means your value is going to decrease. Has it worked in the past? Yes. Have you gotten paid in the past? Yes. But you know what the most fucking damaging thing you can do when running any business is to think like this. What we've always done is worked and we can continue to do that. It's what we've always done. It's always worked. That's changing. And if you don't change, you are going to be out of a paycheck. That is a fact. Now, I happen to know a lot of social media influencers. In fact, most of the big ones I know very well. This is a very hard concept for them to understand, but it's equally as important for you to understand it who has zero followers because it hasn't caught on yet and it's going to catch on. So building an engaged following that is worth monetizing has less to do with the amount of likes and the amount of comments and more to do with who's liking and who's commenting, okay? So that's the first thing you have to understand. Back in 2012, 13, 14, there was no fucking algorithm. Every time you posted, everybody saw your shit. You could grow a lot faster. Today, today's 100,000 follower Instagram count that's targeted towards, let's say, uh, photography and, and let's say this, we use a, a, a good-looking female who happens to also be a photographer, and she comments, she makes a post, and everybody talks about her photography, and half the posts, half the comments are about her being beautiful, and the next half are about her photography. She's far more valuable than the person who has a million followers, gets 10 times the amount of comments, but they're all heart eyes emojis. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, so, I mean, let me explain how I understand it and you tell me if I'm getting it right. So normal comment for a situation like that would be, you hot baby, but a focus comment would be like, I love what you said about the Canon XLR, blah, blah, blah. What would you think about you know this situation if you're, if you're, doing, you're taking pictures outside? That's a focus exactly. comment. Exactly. Okay. And the reason people can't, the, the reason a lot of these people are going to get passed by is because they are addicted to the number of comments and the number of likes Versus the quality of comments and the quality of likes. Follow what I'm saying? Makes total sense, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, those those people were first to market. That's exactly right. And it's not always first it's to evolving. Mar- first to market usually gets beat, right? Well, yeah. Big picture. Yeah. And first I to market tell- has its it has its place and it has its play and you can make a lot of money doing it. However, if you don't evolve being first to market, you will get beat by somebody who has a better game plan. And so what happened in the early days of social when we saw this, because we were 
we were nobody in the in the early schemes. You go back to my first post on Instagram, it got like 18 likes, just like somebody who's a newbie. And you you start watching it. Back then, shout-out pages were big. And these girls were all running the shout-out page. Even the guys doing their cross-shout-out page. And, and Dudes are no different than girls. No, no, of yeah. course. Yeah, they yeah, get but- addicted to the fucking, I post a shirtless selfie, or I post a picture of my car, or I post this or that, and it gets a lot of likes. So... I don't want to post something that doesn't get a lot of likes and a lot of comments. So what happens is, is they get addicted to the comments and likes and they're afraid to make any change because they're afraid that it's going to affect their quote unquote, what they think is engagement. And then what they do is they don't build any brand. They don't build any connection and they're going to get passed up. And that's the point I'm trying to make here is we're in a situation right now where people who have been successful will not continue to be successful because they're not adapting. And the only and and, and dude, we're we're like two or three years away from this coming full circle, by the way, because what's going to happen right now is big brands who don't know any better, the Budweisers and the fucking, you know, Fords and these big companies that are massive are going to continue to pay these social influencers. So they're gonna they're gonna get more pay right now. Okay, but what's going to happen is those companies are going to wisen up like the smaller companies have and they're going to go to micro influencers who have focus. They're under a million followers. They have focused following. They have focused engaged content because there's an actual return on those people versus just getting some eyeballs on your brand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So very rarely is this ever the case, but I'm wondering as I hear you talk if 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 this is one of those cases where um, for multiple reasons, why the person who's just starting out actually has it better than someone who's been in it for a long time, like you said, the the early adopters. But it seems like for this reason, is that the person who only has like two or three hundred followers or maybe a thousand followers, if they do the things that you're talking about, they're going to have a much higher percentage of engagement than you would. I mean, it's it's impossible for you to have the level of engagement with a million followers that somebody who's just starting out. So I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is that you're almost at an advantage from the from the standpoint of you're going to be able to go much deeper with your following, right? Because you have lower number of people, That's right? And and you're able to solidify those relationships right. in but a the, really powerful the way. Main, the main thing I'm trying to stress here is to understand where we've been. Yeah where we are and where we're going. Right. Okay. And that's kind of why I'm trying to communicate this story. Just because it's worked in the past does not mean it's going to continue to work and it isn't. Right. Okay. People will argue this, but all the people who argue this have interests in it staying the same. Right. They have the early skin. Right. Exactly. They'd say, oh, dude, that's never going to happen or this or that. Just wait. Just wait. Well, write this shit down because I'm telling you right now, if you don't adapt, you're going to fucking lose your paycheck. You're going to lose your payroll and you're not going to become influential. Pouring the gas on something just because it worked a little bit one time does not necessarily mean that it's right. For example, posting a picture of your shirtless abs or this or that or your fucking ass, this, that. People are tired of that shit, okay? They're tired of it. And unless, unless, and this is a big asterisk, unless... You're offering information of value to go along with it. Now, if you pay attention to people who are really successful and profitable influencers, and I know a bunch of them because we employ them, we have people who have less than 100000 that make fucking 10 times the money that some of these people who have $10 million make. All right? 
Now, if you try to explain that to a 10 million follower, they think you're lying, but it's, it's I mean, true. I can, I can I explain it. it through equation. I fucking pay the checks. I, I can tell. So before you sit there and say, oh, you know, you're just saying that, no, I'm not. I pay the checks. I see what's working, what's not working. All right. I employ some big influencers and I employ some fucking little ones. And I can tell you right now, the value is in. So, and the reason I'm saying this is because I don't want people to miss the boat and think they're out of the game. Yeah, they need to jump in. That's right. Right. And I don't want the big people to get passed up because they're not evolving. Because I know these people personally, not even the ones just with our company, but I know that I know all of them. And most of them are real. The ones on our team are great people. The, most of the other ones I've met are great people too. They're just trying to make a living just like you or I or anybody else would be. And they're they're saying, okay, well, this has worked. But it's not going to always work that way. Well, I mean, you got to, you know, in, in, in fairness to them, it's their business. They're making money right now. Probably, you know, more money than they've ever made. That's right. right. They're, and they're advertising on radio. And the TV rep comes in and says, hey, you should try TV. And at that transition period in life, the guy's like, no, I mean, I'm making all this money on radio. Like, why the hell would I change that? That's right. And in the meantime, TV's going to start... They're going to capture it, right? And TV, if you don't adapt, turns into Google, internet ads, Facebook ads, Facebook runs. So these guys who aren't adapting and constantly evolving are going to get beat. Hey, and it's, we, and both it's, know one, we both know someone pretty fucking well yeah, yeah. who lost a $100 million company yeah. because they didn't adapt. To the internet. Yeah. You know, so I mean, to think arrogantly enough that it's not changing and the old way is always going to work. I, I mean, I have <clears throat> 9,000 of these people I could tell you differently. And so when you look at, you know, what creates value or, or, or interest is, you know, you got to educate people. You got to give them something of value. We use a system here. It's in, I mean, I, I'll give it to you because it's that hard to duplicate on a, on a day-to-day basis. I know how hard it is. It's, it's just one, two, three. It's educate, trust, loyalty. And that creates this, this very, very engaged following. You have to educate people on things that they want to know about for free. You have to educate. Everybody wants to sell everything. And that's where they also lose value. They want to sell every single thing they do. You can't do that. You got to educate. You got to teach people. People are inherently... Um, loyal over time to people who bring value to their life, especially when you're doing it for free. You're helping their lives for free. And so when you educate these people, you after you educate them a few times and they go out and practice whatever it is that you're preaching and you're being honest and genuine and driving great influential interaction with them, they start to gain trust. And once they start to gain trust, they start to believe every single thing that comes through your page. And they start to Whatever jeans you wear, you, you don't have to make money on it. Whatever shoes you're wearing, what type of phone do you like? What type of, be genuine with them. And it's, over time, it becomes loyal. It's, it's a, it is a shift. It's a paradigm shift in how you think about yourself. Of course. Okay. Because you have a blue check mark next to your name does not mean you're fucking influential. And it sure as fuck doesn't mean or that you're better than anybody else. Right. Okay. So it's taking the idea of, I'm up here and I'm holding my hands up in the air and you're down here and instead shifting that fucking paradigm to where I'm just like you, okay? And if you cannot connect with your fucking fan base of being genuine, authentic, who you are, you're going to lose long term because with the addition of Instagram stories, all that does, which we have for a number of years now, all that does is create more of a chance for you to show authenticity, all right? People are not looking for you to always post your most glamorous shit. And a lot of you people who think you're very good looking think that that's all people want from you. That's not what they want. They want to know 
Yes, you're good looking. Yes, you're beautiful. Yes, you're ripped. Yes, you're stud. But I also want to know what makes you that way. Why are you that way? What do you do during the day? How do you operate? Where do you go? What's your days like? More importantly, what do you struggle with? What do you struggle with? Okay. Sharing the struggle is the most powerful tool. Dude, vulnerability is the key to winning on social media. That's like my story yesterday. I don't remember it. The shit story. Oh, yeah. It was fucking hilarious. (laughs) I probably had, I literally probably had 150 DMs off of it yesterday. but But, dude, when I talk about vulnerability, people take that the wrong way sometimes. They think that they've always got to create this fucking sob story. And like, dude, those people get annoying as well. Of course. Like, dude, shut the fuck up and quit whining about every fucking post. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of hearing it. You got to find the truth, okay? And the truth is, you don't, that's people who are overly vulnerable, even though value is in the vulnerability, it's a dichotomy, just like Jocko says. Yeah, of course. Okay? If you're overly vulnerable, you become a whiny bitch. If you're not vulnerable, you seem like you're an elitist. You got to- Or you're fake. Yeah. And how do you fucking, how do you get around that? Uh, It's really simple. You tell the fucking truth. Be be real. Okay? Today is a shitty day because I just got fucking canned off my modeling job and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm going to step the fuck up and I'm going to get another one. Time to go back to the, you know, hit the pavement. Right. I think purpose is a huge thing. It's like if you're sharing vulnerability uh, for sympathy- that's an you know that's a non-starter. But if you're sharing vulnerability to to then move toward that to provide a solution to people, that's what provides value. Truth. That the thing is, dude, it's truth. It's what's the truth? Because the truth is, is you're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days. Mm-hmm. The truth is, every every the, the truth is, you're not a fucking you're you're. Guess what? I don't care how beautiful you are. You're going to look ugly sometimes. You get zits too. You can show that shit. <laughs> you know, I don't care how jacked you are and how tan you are and how fucking much you do the gym tan laundry. I don't give a fuck if I don't know that you're also real and struggle with eating meals and workouts and this and that, right? People only identify with people who are real. And the only thing that's going to become how you create a focused, engaged following is by sharing how you're able to do what it is that you do. Meaning, if you're this beautiful blonde bombshell model, guess what? People don't know that you have to be on a diet 24-7. People don't know that you have to work out. People don't know that you have to be a waitress half the time. People don't know all this shit, and people are afraid to show it because they think it's going to discredit what they have. But the truth is, is your value isn't worth much two years from now anyway if you keep going the way that you're going. So you have to understand first and foremost. One, you need a focused engaged following, not just a lot of comments, not just a lot of likes. Two, you have to be willing to share the truth. Okay. Those two things. And people are like, well, how do I do this? We're going to get to that. We're going to get into the micros of what to do and what not to do here in a minute. But the concept is what's important. The reason that our file, Sal, our, some of our influencers who have less than a hundred thousand can fucking make 10 times the money that some of these people that have millions of followers is, is because they're able to show people what is possible. And what is possible is the only product that we ever sell. It's called hope. There's only a couple things that are sold worldwide. One is convenience. All right, time. One is attention. And one is hope. If you're not selling convenience, if you're not selling time, 
If you're not selling attention and you're not selling hope, you ain't selling shit. All right? Now, this is why it's important for, dude, I always tell people this. Never copy another business model because what you see on the outside, like, for example, what you see first form doing on the outside, everybody else is trying to copy. But what they don't realize is, is that what they're seeing on the outside was stuff that we put into play two years ago that took that much time to materialize. Or four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. And just because we're doing X now, that's a four-year-old idea, okay? And what we're working on behind the scenes is four years from now, you just can't see it. So by copying what someone else is doing, you're automatically putting yourself behind the curve, all right? So what I'm giving you here is the way to never be behind the curve again, ever, 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 ever. If you have a 10, 10 followers and you want to become a social media influencer, I'm going to tell you right now, if you think getting to 5 million followers and, and getting to thousands of comments with hard eye emojis by just being naked on the internet, that is not a win. You're going to lose. You're going to get passed by. Number one, the algorithm's going to stop it. Number two, people are tired of that just that shit. Number three, people want real. They want to be connected. And so somebody who has zero the new the new major influencers are going to be the ones that are fucking a hundred thousand to a million followers that have focused fucking content Fuck, give me 50 to 100 i'd rather have that than anything else all day long yeah and that's that's what smart progressive smart progressive companies are doing that people who don't know are still going for the fucking blah 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 now like the big names and the big this that now i will say this because I know there's going to be fuckers that fucking probably DM me. Well, why do you have all those influencers? Well, first of all, they're real customers. And they were before they were influencers. Second of all, they're my friends. And I like them. They're good people. Third of all, they have tremendous potential. And they all have substance. So I believe in them. And they are going to send the right message. They are going to get better. And they are going to improve. Now, with that being said, there's a reason I don't add other influencers. You haven't seen me add a massive influencer in the last fucking two and a half years. You know why? Because they're not real fucking customers. They're not people that I fucking know. I don't want people representing our brand like that. That's another thing. If you own a brand and you're fucking putting people in place that aren't actually supporters of your brand, it's going to show. It's not just about eyeballs. It's about what eyeballs, right? How many fucking dudes are buying fucking protein powder off of a chick when the comments are like, hey, baby, I want to suck your toes. <laughs> or a literal comment I saw the other day, which was, hey, I can't wait to suck your milk bags. Like, first of all, dudes, get the fuck out of here. Like, are you really, like, like who the fuck comments shit like that? I should that? come back with, coming at you live from my mom's basement. Yeah, <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> like, how often have they been successful with that, that remark? Well, I mean, you know. I don't think the goal is to be successful. Yeah. I just think it's, they... Yeah, I, you know, I have to say this, though, I, dude, this is so much a part of your DNA and it's so much a part of your DNA, uh, Sal, and, and the DNA of first form that I think it, it I don't want it to go unnoticed. But the whole presupposition to all of this is that you actually care about people. That's right. And dude, you actually have integrity. You want to do the right thing. You care. You want to care about people. Dude, Look, man, I'm going to tell you right now. Doesn't matter if you have 10 followers. Doesn't matter if you have 10 trillion followers. What really matters going forward is that you connect with people and we have an amazing tool for free 
called Instagram, an amazing tool for free called Facebook, an amazing tool for free called YouTube, and about 30 other amazing tools that you can utilize to connect. But that's the problem. Connecting takes work. Connecting takes courage. Connecting takes commitment. And a lot of people don't want to do that, especially people that are naturally in a position to get a lot of likes because of the way they look or whatever it is they have, you know, their cars or well, their and a piece, or whatever. Well, there's a piece to it that's a, that's addicting to them, right? I mean, they get addicted. Right. They're like chasers. That's the whole, you know. No, that's it. everybody. Everybody yeah. likes that. Like, dude, when you look at a picture of a group picture, uh, you go on vacation, you take a group picture with 20 people, and which, which one are you looking at? You're looking at yourself. That's what we all look at. And anybody that says different is full of shit. Liars. Right. So it's a natural thing for us to like that. We're like, oh, yeah, dude, I made this post. Like uh, uh, somebody, at one of my friends was like, uh, she was saying, oh, I made this post. It got tons of engagement. And I made this other post. It got zero engagement. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you considering engagement? Because likes and comments is not, is not real engagement. Real engagement are the comments that actually mean something, that are focused along the lines that you're talking. And people ask me all the time, how have you been able to build this fucking following? How do you all consistently get those kind of comments? Because if you go through my comments, there ain't a motherfucking one of them with a hard eyes emoji, because that ain't what my fucking <laughs> shit is. But I do have a very engaged following. Thank you guys very much. But the reason why is because I'm committed to being who the fuck I am. And you will never find someone who tells you Andy's a different person on the podcast than he is in real life. I don't know how to be any fucking different. And you know what? That should be a lesson to you guys. You guys have gifts. You guys have gifts. And what's fucking funny is your weaknesses are probably the shit that's going to make people relate to you. Not probably. I mean, I think your weaknesses are your best asset. They are because it makes you a human. Well, and I think it's part of the thing. I mean, at least I can speak on behalf of myself for my journey and, and myself personally, because you look at the, the even the struggles of business or life or anything, you know, it, it's kind of like your own sounding board. And so when you look, when you get comfortable, it's like your confessional. It's like you go talk to Vaughn in this little cube, you know, like don't <laughs> tell anybody, even though you're telling everybody there's a good there's a coping mechanism that goes through talking and, and building these the support system. But it's in, it's because you've been honest and engaging with them that in time they're in your corner, you know, so like you don't. Everybody talks about haters. Like, if you have a true engaged following, a lot of you don't get a lot of hate, dude. I don't get a lot of hate. I yeah, really like, don't. I always people are like, oh, I love my haters. Like, what, well, fuck, dude? Not. I always read. I get every once in a while, I'll get some guy calls me fat, jump in a lake. Yep. But I gotta be honest. <laughs> at that point, like, there was a point in time that pissed me off, but he wasn't fucking lying. And you know what? I had to swallow my shit sandwich and move on. I was fucking fat. Guess what? I lost thirty pounds since then. He got me, forced me to get in shape. It was part of the deal. Yeah, so you're glad it happened. Yeah, I'm not like, I'm not even, that's not hate. The guy was being honest. So I tell everybody to be honest. And guess what? A guy was honest. I can't be pissed at him for it. That's right. Even though I was. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what's awesome about that is that the reason that you don't get a lot of hate is because over time you've cultivated this tribe simply by being yourself. But here's another thing that well, I think is amazing about it is that when somebody does hop on your page and and talks trash to you, the reality is, is that that's literally like you being in a room with a bunch of your friends, like at the bar, and then somebody coming in and talking trash to you, well, what's going to happen? All the people in the room are going to be like, what Get are you- the fuck out. Yeah. This is my boy, you know, and they're going to come to your defense, and you don't even have to say anything. Dude, when I- So I manage the social for 1P, and dude, when somebody very rarely comments something negative- I have to delete that comment immediately because there will be 20 motherfuckers. No, like, and then they'll come back later and be like, dude, your, your company is bullying.
these people. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you don't want to came on the page. Don't talk this shit. This is enter your own risk, motherfucker. Right. Don't like, talk dude, no shit, delete, won't be no if shit. If you have to delete your own fucking Instagram because you made a shitty comment on someone's page, that's your own fault. Yeah, oh, by the way, absolutely. you now have heart, heart eye emojis on your page. You're welcome. I'm sure. What? Yeah. Oh, did you put some on there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, bro. I was disappointed when I found out that the heart eye emojis could actually mean admiration. I thought it was they had a crush on me, but turns out it's well, not. There's a lot of meanings on the old emoji land, <laughs> i.e. the eggplant. And, and the clown. <laughs> and the french fries. Yeah. yeah. We discussed that last podcast. Yeah. That, which, Do you remember which, when you found out about the eggplant? Yeah, but which, which fucking end was the correct end? Is it the, which one is the end where the fucking shit comes out? Is it the fucking green end or the purple end? This is how the last podcast derailed. Yeah, well, I can people see where, I can see where this is hilarious. going. Well, I mean, if you're engaged, if you're worried about social media, this is probably a very important point to, fit, to hammer down. Like, how do you use the emoji? Is it? I'm saying the when you can sp- when you could spin it around, like if you got to stick it on somebody's mouth, which we've all done. <laughs> which end do you stick in the mouth? <laughs> I, I guess I say the green. I stick the would, purple in there because it would be. I must not understand it because everybody else says it's green too. Well, it looks weird the other way. You yeah, know, it looks almost hammerheadish. Your girth increases as, yeah. it, as it goes out. Yeah, maybe that's just what I'm used to looking at. <laughs> just saying. What's his name? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, I, so, but the point is, is like, look, grasp the concept at 10,000 feet so we mm-hmm. can get in the, the micros, all right? Just because it's well, worth. You got to create value. If you're, you're Real va- value, if you're, though. Yeah, if your value if your value's just to showing sell, skin. We're talking about selling shit. We're not talking about, we're not talking about a million likes. We're not, dude, if that's the value you want to create, you're going to sell calendars and that's it. You're going to sell subscriptions to your fucking private site. That's it. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. changing. What people understand of real value is changing. If you have zero followers, you don't have, you don't want to get to that kind of following. You want to create a true authentic following from the beginning, which is sharing your knowledge, which you can entertain impact right those are the things or educate and that's it mm-hmm. those are the three mm-hmm. things so if your post doesn't entertain if it doesn't impact if it doesn't educate it doesn't belong on your fucking page right and you got to realize it can take some time right. it takes time it takes a long time like yes but yet- sal that's why people fucking fail at it because if they've been doing something a certain way for so long and then they make another post they're like fuck i only got 10 percent of the engagement no you didn't you got 10% of the same engagement that you were getting with basically worthless anyway. Correct. Well, mm-hmm. and you got to understand, I mean, that's no different than any other business model, right? You got right. some days, like yesterday, I made a post, Sunday at one o'clock. Everybody knows it's a horrible time to post. Oh, you're not going to get the best engagement. Oh, you're not lucky. You know what? Is it good content? Post. Right. That's right. Like, I don't know. You know what? I didn't care. Like, I was going to hold it. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like, it- I get over the like thing. My job is to create value. Contribute. I, yeah, my job is to to be a piece of this system because that's what my people if expect of me. If your content's good, people are going to fucking like it they, and, and they f- comment. And they find it. Yeah, and they find right. it. Before you jump into the, uh, the micro strategies, I want to repeat something you've said before. It's so relevant to this, and that is this, is that when you're authentic, one of the really, really great things that happens is you find out who doesn't like you. And who wants to just leave your page and never come back? I and I don't that. think people really understand the value of that. Super value of finding out the people that don't like you, don't want anything to do with what you offer. That is incredibly valuable. Vaughn, I'm glad you brought that point up because I probably would have missed it. But that's as important as the actual following you have. And the reason people can't adjust from doing things the way they were to doing things the way they should be doing it now is because they're afraid of losing people that don't fucking matter to you anyway. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Absolutely. Um, I.e. Donald Trump. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, this is a perfect I mean, example. He's the yeah. perfect example of, okay, well, I'm going to piss those people off anyway, right. so I'm going to go over here and I'm going to be me. Right. And you know what? And what he ended up doing is the people who enjoyed him loved the fuck out of him, and he gained the middle. Everybody gets so worried about being in the middle and not doing this that nobody ends up loving them. They're not right. fanatic fans, so they're very vanilla middle of the road. Towards if you take a stance, you can make these people – Albeit maybe forty percent, but this forty percent fucking love you, and they're valuable. They're super right. they're valuable. valuable. They're called action value. They support you. They'll fucking have your back. They'll buy your shit. You're I, never gonna get a hundred percent, dude. Look, and that's where I people go this, wrong. I've said this a trillion times on these podcasts. Fifty, no matter who the fuck you are, doesn't matter who you are. Look at Tom Brady. There's very few exceptions to this. Very few. Like The Rock is an anom- anomaly. All right, because I don't really know anybody that doesn't like him. But that's an anomaly. That's not you. The truth is, is that 50% of the people aren't going to like you. 50% of the people are going to be predispositioned to like you because of whatever. It could be a million things. Probably you'll never know why. Could be your hair color. Could be the way you look. Could be your voice. Could be the content you put out. Doesn't matter. 50% are going to like you. 50% are going to be predispositioned to not like you. People who understand how to win... And people who understand how to create value and profit for themselves understand one thing. You're not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay? And if you go to my Instagram page, what's it say right on there? Not for everybody. Not for everybody, It's one of the most valuable things that you can understand about business. You are far better off working to make the 50% who are predispositioned to like you doing things to make them love you, contributing to them, bring value to them, then you are trying to pander and ride the middle so that you don't offend the 50% who aren't going to like you anyway. This is the number one thing that holds people back in business. Happens to be the number one thing that holds people back on social media as well because it keeps you frozen. It keeps you where you are. It keeps you from evolving. Because, for example, like me, it's easy to fall into that. I've fallen into that before. I've fallen into where I've done the same kind of posts for six months straight. And finally, like, I'm sick of seeing it, right? And then I got to switch. Then I got to switch. But, dude, the point is, is that if you are not delivering authentic content, if you are not connecting with your audience, if you are not getting engaged comments, remember, focused engaged comments about your posts, Curious questions about how you do things, how you live, what you like, what you do. If you're not getting that, you are going to be passed up in social media. Maybe not today. Maybe not next year. But years go by fast. And things seem to change overnight. And I'm giving you the recipe to be successful for the next phase of social media. And that's what we're going to get into on the next on the next part here. Well, and I can tell you, I mean, I, from, from seeing the back end of conversion of actual sales, which is what we're talking about is value, right? Being able to sell something, you're making a career, you're building a brand of yourself. That is, if these these bigger companies are looking at you to use you as a tool for marketing, I got to look at you as a sales dollar conversion number. It's two different things. One, branding. Right. All right, two, direct response. I can tell you right now, and the difference, just in case you don't know, branding is a billboard when you drive down the highway, most, like, just for... I know billboard could be direct response for you fucking advertising nerds. I'm an advertising nerd too, okay? We could make a direct response billboard, but for the sake of argument, branding would be a billboard with a Budweiser logo on it, 
Direct response will be an advertisement that has a call to action. Hey, call now and you'll get blah, 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 blah. Or go to this website and enter this code, you'll get blah, 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 blah. That's direct response. And there is a huge difference between the two. And both are necessary for success in business. But what we're talking about here is what you just said. We're talking about how to make the most money possible and how to make the most money possible as an influencer. And the way to make the most money as an influencer is to become a great direct response person. And the way that you become a great direct response person is by having focused content that is along whatever it is that you do that people trust, believe, and are enthusiastic about. Yeah, relevant content That's right. to those people because that, that is the number ultimately that these companies, us, are going to look at. Right. And what you're going to see on social media, dude, is companies shift from macro eyeballs. That's yeah. right. Eyeballs into into things that produce an actual trackable result. I think the most successful people, big picture, in the next five years will be macro influencers who adopt a micro. No question. Uh, no question because they have a huge head start well and they're going to make i mean you, you got to look at some of these incomes because you can see it you can see it from a person who has a hundred thousand followers who's who's making a, a Fuck, 150 grand a month a lot of money yeah and when you look at you know if you take the conversion and number, if you think that's a bullshit number we have we have reps in our company that have less than a hundred thousand followers that make six figures a month a fucking lot of them it's not it's not bullshit it's not false it's reality. So when you take that number and you convert it up to a following, let's say somebody does have 2 million real followers. Let's say half of them are engaged, right? That's 10x that number that we were talking about. These these macro influencers, if they learn to adapt and adjust, are going to make pro athlete money. If Oh my god. If they can do that. It, and no, the problem is ego allows them it doesn't right. allow it them to stop them from to check change down. because they don't want to take what's perceived to be a step backwards to make 10 steps forward. And it, it legitimately, I mean, because it's a convertible number. I mean, the, the cool thing about running an internet business is like everything's trackable. And not only is everything trackable, like I can, I'm a data nerd. Like I can sit here and I can tell you, I can say, okay, well, here's your. And click let me through. tell you something. All the fucking agencies out there that are digital agencies and this and that that'll tell you different than what I'm telling you right now are full of shit. They're not writing the checks like we're writing them. Well, they where don't. we're writing them both to branding and direct. I'm going to tell you right now, what we're talking about here is the real. We're giving. I'm telling you the real shit. You you can always see real and, and pretty in a in a from my perspective. I can always see real because if I go to somebody and ask them, hey, are you are you open to be a, a trackable person or a trackable link? Like, can we watch this interaction? If the answer is no, I already know what's going on. Yeah, they're buying fake followers, they're buying and fake, fake this followers, and fake, fake likes. They don't have, all, they don't have belief they in their engagement. Right. Yeah, right. So it's this. It's a which is know. okay. Well, that's if, a, if that's what you know, if that's what you if that's what you got, that's okay. That's their bluff. But your deal right now should be to fucking change gears and get into what's going to be real for the next fucking five years. It, part yeah. of that, part of that, taking a step back is also saying no to some of the some of the ads that you know you're asked to you know promote too. Well, you should never not align. I mean, this is just a core characteristic of being what I would say is. I mean, I'm if not you don't for really sale. You, if you don't, dude, say, yeah, fucking yeah. same. I'm, you, Dude, that's why I don't run ads. That's why I don't run ads here, even though I could have made three or four million dollars a year running ads. I don't run ads because guess what? Dude, I turned down Jack Daniels for a fucking campaign. I turned down K-Swiss for a campaign. You know why? Because I don't drink Jack Daniels and I don't fucking wear K-Swiss. No offense, Gary V. I buy Gary V's K-Swiss because Gary's my boy. I have him in my office. Proud as fuck. Just not what I roll with. Now, if Nike wants to come give me a fucking check, 
Guess what? I'm not against taking a paycheck for shit I already do. Or if Bacardi <laughs> wants to come give me one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Same. Yeah. But it's only $20 a handle, so I'm a, I'll be all right. I'm not really struggling for a sponsorship there. But no, I mean, I, you know, you could see it from the back end of, of when, you, when you're confident in what goes down. Like, you, if you're truly and genuinely being you and you're going out and being you, you're confident in that number. And you can have those conversations because like, they, they come across the plate too. There are people who have legitimately uh, super engaged, massive followings. And if they're really serious about it, they'll convert. They'll talk to you about converting. If they're not, they'll hide behind it. It's, so, no, different than, it's no different than a salesperson. If you hire a salesperson and they insist on a fucking steady salary, guess what? You better it's be tied. They, it's because they suck at sales. I want to be tied to the number, the growth I want number. Commission. Growth number. Yeah. Growth number, growth number, growth number. But look, dude, I, I'm not here to judge anybody. All right. Like a well, lot a lot of we're judging. We're no, speaking the truth. I know. But a lot of these a lot of these big influencers, guys and girls, get shit talked on them now because they're like, all you do is show your ass and your tits. Well, guess what? You're the motherfucker complaining about it, but you're the one that likes their shit. Yeah, you're following them. That's no, they're not just following them. It's what they're doing. To them. Right. They're convincing that person. That's what they do. That, that's what they should be doing. Okay. And then you're, you're fucking yelling at them about it. Look, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you are because shit is changing right now. What matters is, is that you understand where the fuck it's going. Well, and I think it's also equally as important to the new person to understand it. Like, don't get intimidated by that number. You know, you're going to get on Instagram. You might have, I agree. It's going to take you a minute to Dude, get to. And it's going to take somebody who's, who, let's say you have 2,000 followers or 1,000 or 500, and you're looking at people and saying, Dude, 5 million followers, how the fuck did they get there? Because four years ago, there was no regulation on who saw your shit. So when you posted it, everybody saw it. So, like, there was the, the, the Explorer page and the algorithm and all this shit didn't exist because Instagram wanted people to fucking love the platform. Then their idea is to monetize the platform later. So the idea, get as many people on as you can, get them as gauge as you can. How do you do that? You make them feel good about getting attention. So they made a platform that was conducive to massive growth, which kept people using it. All right? Now they want to monetize it, so they limit the views, they limit the, the number of comments, they limit the number of people to see it. So your ability to go from zero followers to five million is way fucking different now than it was four years ago. So if you're at 500 now, you shouldn't be looking at a million as what you should be trying. You should be trying to get 40, 50,000, 100,000 super fucking engaged people because those are the people who are getting paid on social and will continue to get paid. And when I say get paid, I don't mean get a dollar. I mean, they're making the most money. Your goal should be to get to 10,000. Because at 10,000, you get swipe up. And right. swipe up. Come over to our system. I'll teach you how to convert it. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. The reason, dude, most people have no idea how to properly use their posts and their swipe up. And we're going to cross over into the macro strategies or the micro strategies here for me, because uh, we've talked about being vulnerable. We've talked about being authentic. Uh, the importance of that. Um, we've talked about, uh, you know, the importance of understanding that you can't be an all-in-one person. Uh, you know, we've talked about those things. So let's talk about how to do those things. Like how, how would you get from, um, you know, let's, and it, the same strategy is for both people, by the way, it's for the 500 follower people or the 200 follower people or the fucking 20 million people. How do you get to a point where you can create what we're talking about? Focused engagement that is, that is appealing to brands. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How so, do we get to that? So could you do a deep deep dive into exactly what it means to have a focus comment and how you follow up on a focus comment and build on that? You know what I mean? How do I do it? Yeah. How do you do it? Like, like we use the example of the difference between somebody saying, oh, you look great, baby. And then somebody saying, you know, you know, a comment that There's actually- There's nothing wrong with posting a picture in your bikini, by the way. There's nothing wrong with posting a picture of your shirtless body as a man or, or your car. I post my cars all the fucking time. But what do I do when I post the car? I tell a story. And what's the saying? Those who tell the best stories are the ones that control the world. Okay? You have got to understand how important storytelling is to building a brand. All right? And we have this amazing platform on Instagram and all the social media that allows us to do that from different aspects. Each thing that you have, your posts, your stories... And your lives are different tools that should be used in a different way. And while it may seem like being authentic is just going off the hip, I can promise you that people who come across as authentic are doing so in a purposeful manner. They understand something that you're not getting. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. They understand how to use the tools in a proper fashion. So, for example... Let's just use, because I think when people think about influencers, they think about chicks in bikinis. Let's just use that as an example, because I think it's some something that everybody can identify with. You post a picture of this attractive female, she gets 10,000 comments of hard eyes and eggplants and suck your toes bullshit, okay? <laughs> That's not valuable. It's not going to continue to be valuable. What's going to be, you know what's more valuable than that? 10 fucking comments, that are real genuine shit. Like, how did you get in shape? Or how did you do this? Or how do you get modeling gigs? Or this or that. You know where those questions come from? They come from your your uh, your content that is that is uh, what am I? What's the word I'm trying to? Complementary to your picture, which is your captions, okay? Or it's your stories. For example, instead of posting a picture of you looking great in a bikini with a fucking comment that says, oh, sorry, not sorry, or some bullshit <laughs> that makes you seem like a fucking clown, okay? How about this? Talk about some shit that's going on in your life. Give some real value. Talk about the struggle you're going through. Hey, I'm in Cabo, but you know what? Leading up until this trip, I dealt with this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. I'm so happy to be here because it's allowed me to refresh my batteries, you know, and I know some of this stuff looks like it's easy, but it's not. And here's what I deal with. Tell a fucking story. In addition, what you post in your fucking snaps, or not your snaps, I'm sorry, your Instagram story. I don't use Snapchat because I fucking, why would you use it on when you can use fucking Instagram story? But in your story, so this is how I think of it. I think of like the post is like my finished goods content. Like, you're going to see a cool picture of me standing in front of one of my muscle cars with my arms crossed, with my muscles pushed out so they look extra big. I ain't denying it. I'm fucking being real. Like, I'm trying to look extra fucking good in those pictures. Nothing wrong with that. But I always try to tell a story. I always try to entertain or I always try to educate someone, okay? And entertainment for me will be some quippy comment or some funny comment, right? Because that's funny. It entertains people. Education for me would be a story of what I think when I look at the photo, right? Um, and impact. Impact comes along with education usually when you tell a story. How do I, how do I connect with people? It has to be a genuine thing. Um, but when you talk about your stories, your stories should, this is how I think of it. The post is your finished product. 
okay? And you don't want it to be just the finished product, like, ha, look, I'm fucking hot, fuck you. That's not what I'm talking about. But you can look really good there and then tell a story in your caption and then your stories, your Instagram stories should be behind the scenes of how the fuck you live. Real shit. Like, hey, here's, like, dude, I did it last night. I'm laying on the couch. Like, all these other entrepreneurs are at the Super Bowl and they're fucking with celebrities and this and that. Motherfucker, I'm on my couch like you motherfuckers with my dog. That's real shit. You know what I mean? Like, so what is it that you do in a day? What is it that you, how do you live? Because like a lot of these people are always just trying to put out this perfect shit and that's what's keeping them from engaging. So your post is a finished product. Your stories are your behind the scenes, okay? And your caption is your ability to connect and tell a story. That's how I think of it. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have a guideline? Do you think that uh, somebody could get away with a, a finished you know, polished post like once every couple of days, as long as they were active every day on stories. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, that's how lots. That's how everybody does it. That's how I do it. Like, I feel like there's this common wisdom that's not actually true that that you have to post every day, multiple times a day. I'm gonna tell you this: um, if your content's really good, people will be asking you where your posts are. Like when I don't do a podcast, I get bombarded with, where's the fucking podcast? That's how you know your shit's good. Then there's the other flip of the coin where people force content too much because they think that I they- think that's that's the narrative right now. And social me- the social media experts are telling people, you've got to post seven times a day. Dude, look, there's something called ad fatigue. All right? You know what ad fatigue is? Ad fatigue is when you run an ad and people see it so much, they stop responding. Well, I think everybody can resonate to this. There's like, you know, in, in town, there's the more all the mortgage guys, right? And like, call us number 399 Man, like, I'm calling someone who ain't them. That's what I'm right? saying. But but everybody, every town has that, right? So you learn to, when you're driving down the road, as soon as that ad comes on, your brain goes, Zzz. Yep. Right. And as soon as it comes, as soon as that ad's over, your ears go right back up. Zzz. Right. And, and now you're listening again. But all that, social's the same any way. Any of the quote unquote experts, all right, I'm using this shit in real world. Like, this is how we build our business. I mean, I can see the fucking analytics on the back end. So I can, That's so I can tell you how it works. Right. You know. So, you know, feeling the need to to overpost and over fucking this and that. Like, and this is like the motherfucker, like, let's just go off. To, uh, if you're a social media influencer and you have a fucking assistant or a manager, get the fuck out of here. Shit ain't that hard. I'm just going to say that right now. I run seven fucking companies. I ain't got a fucking assistant. All right. This motherfucker is busier than anybody I know. Where's his fucking assistant? All right. It comes down to the attitude of like, I'm a big deal. Okay. And you need to lose that shit because regular people don't relate to that. Well, the person who's going to take your job is going to lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to lose it real quick and then they're going to go make all the money and you're not going to have a job. Right. Right. (laughs) It's a very simple. Dude, your first thing you got to do is get your fucking ego out of the way. What you've done that's worked so far doesn't matter. I, I have a good answer to this because I think it's... You, the, What's the, the question? Well, the multiple post thing a day versus, oh, yeah. qual- versus content. We went through this when Instagram was changing and the algorithm was coming in. We would we would go tell all of our you know important people at the time, hey, listen, you got to post post twice a day and let me look at the interaction on the background because Google Analytics, we could see it come in, like how, where the traffic's coming from. Is it working? Is it not working? We track yeah, the Instagram likes. analytics, not yeah. Google. Well, no, we would watch Google traffic coming through the, in the inbound. So then we would see... At that time, they didn't even have Instagram analytics. You know, and then we would watch. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. We would say, hey, you go post this, you go post this. And then we would have a, a male counterpart with a similar like and engage. You go post this, you know, at morning and night. And we were trying to figure out the, the, and you know what always works? 
High quality content. High quality fucking content. Yep. It doesn't matter how many times a day you post. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you post three times a day, twice a week, oh, twice once a week. week. Yeah. I, listen, I post once a week. I'm not, I post once a week, maybe twice a week. And I'm in my you, story every stories. fucking day. Yeah. My sto- And I'm not saying my, I'll put my stories up against everybody, but like I'm me, I get to be me in my stories. I have fun. I relate to my people and I love seeing people over there. Mm-hmm. You know, my, 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 my uh, post, like it takes me an hour or two to fucking write it. Well, I don't have an hour or two all the time, but I make sure I get an hour or two every week to engage with my people and give them, give them a shot at it. But every day on the stories, I love the stories. And so that's where I have my most strength. So I get to talk to my people. I respond to people in video message because it's easy for me to communicate with them. And you know what? That's where my strength is. Yep. But it doesn't matter. You don't have to post three times a week to get to a million fucking followers. You, if you make great shit, the people who will love it will find it. Yep. Because the people who are engaged in it, they tell their friends, hey, you need to go follow that guy. That's you, right. You, you guys are not quite as, as old as I am, but you, you are old enough to remember that time when there were such a things as newspapers and there was such a thing as a guy or a woman, as the case may be, who was a weekly columnist. And literally, this person wrote one thing for the entire week, but some people were so incredibly good at it that they made millions of dollars writing one thing one week. And what I hear you saying, Sal, is, yeah. I, I mean, pour all of your effort into, you know, if, if all you can do is one one uh, post a week, pour all of your effort into that, and you can build a following on well, that. Well, I think because what he's, people what are he's really saying, Vaughn, is that quality content above everything. It's yeah. If you do one post a week that's super high quality, it's better than three posts a day. They're fucking mediocre. Yeah. That's right. Because they'll water it down. You know, the people who will love it, they'll read the message and love it. That content never gets old. If you can produce fucking unbelievable content every morning at 7 a.m., people will love it. But odds are, I can tell you, it's hard to fucking do that. Yeah, it's really fucking hard to do that. I look at Instagram as a blog. What well, it is? It's a virtual yeah. blog. And today, your stories world. are a blog. Yeah, people love, dude. The stories where it's at because you can't hide. I, here's what. Here, here's how I would encourage people to, to see it. Real simple terms. Your fucking posts are like your finished movie, right? Like that's your movie. I just made a, a post. It's my fucking movie. Okay. The stories are how you made the movie. It's, hey, it's it's like the outtakes. Like, you know how, like... What's Every, the, everybody loves B-roll. Everybody loves it. Right. It's fucking great. Like, at the end of, like, the movie, after the bloopers. credits, they got the bloopers and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's better than the whole fucking movie. And what do you say whenever you see that shit? You're like, fuck, dude, I wish I did that shit. That those, looks awesome. No, those guys are just like me. Yeah, that's, right. that's what you... That, you know what I mean? Dude, okay. That's the point. You just said it. What do they say? Those dudes are just like me. That's it. Mm -hmm. That is fucking it. That is the key to winning on social media. Understanding that you need to make people see that you are exactly like them with a little bit more of whatever it is they want. A little bit more success. A little bit more progression. Or a little bit more balls because it's hard to put yourself out there. Dude, That the ego thing is what's killing people right now. Yeah. to your point, uh, we just got done with a syndicate summit for the RTA syndicate a couple weeks ago. It was fantastic. The the speakers were absolutely off the charts. Damn, Amazing. dude, that sounds like a fucking plug. Well, are you plugging? It might be a little bit, but I already said no ads. I know, but for me personally, and this is not taking anything away from you. It actually or, was awesome. It was awesome. Is this is not taking anything away from you or Ed or Lou Holtz or any of the people that we had there? But for me, one of the most incredible moments was when Derek Struggle got up and he said. 
he was telling about like, for those of you who don't know, there's always this ongoing like challenge, like a, tra- a physical transformation or a goal transformation. And Eric or uh, Derek said, he said that at some some point when he was working out, he would push himself and push himself, push himself so much so that he'd actually get emotional, like he'd literally get like tears in his eyes and stuff. And as I was listening to that, I was like, holy crap. I'm not the only one that I have. There have been times that I have literally not gone to first form things because I'm like, if I really push myself, like I'm going to lose it. And I told you about that, Sal. And but but hearing him say that was like, crap, that was the most empowering thing. And it's and it literally is has had effects to this day. But just to your point that people don't really believe that we're all the same. Dude, you have an obligation if you're in a place of where people are going to look up to you to let people know. Okay. That you are just like them. Because you fucking are. Yep. I know people who are billionaires, and guess what? When they close the fucking doors to their big motherfucking house, they're the same as us. They fart, they take shits, they fucking do goofy stuff, they tell funny <laughs> jokes. They're, it doesn't matter how polished you pretend to be on the internet. They are normal fucking humans. Yeah. And the biggest thing that you have as somebody who's been fortunate enough to find some sort of influence or notoriety or celebrity is to connect with people who are hoping to find the same for them, okay? Because, dude, if you and a lot of people choose to do the opposite. They choose to because they're so egotistical, insecure, and insecure that instead of saying, "Look, I know exactly what it's like to start a business. I know exactly what it's like to feel hopeless. I know exactly what it's like to feel like it's never going to work out. I know exactly what it's like to say." Dude, I'm so far away, I don't even see how I could do this. I know what that feeling is like, but guess what? I kept going, I kept getting up in the morning, I kept giving it everything I had, and guess what happened? Things started to happen, and I became who I am just because I was able to go through exactly what you're going through and not stop. When you tell people that shit, they get that you get it. And like, I know a lot of these big names. I'm not talking about the ones just with our name on it. I know them all over. And they all have incredible stories. But very few of them are actually telling any of it because they're not going to get as much likes as they will with a big old booty pick. All right? Dude, you are violating, first of all, you're violating your obligation and you're doing yourself a disservice by doing that because you're actually going to be less productive long term. And so... When you have people who choose to be points of 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 uh, like they they choose to make themselves relatable to other humans, that takes fucking balls. You know what doesn't take balls to stand up on the fucking hill and build yourself up like some of these fucking social media people do, especially in the entrepreneur space, where they're a fucking king and everybody else is the fucking peasants. It's lonely at the top. Yeah. Dude, you know, you guys don't understand what it's like to be me. I'm so fucking rich, I wipe my ass with money, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude. Who, who makes the most money? What do you mean? Like, who makes the most money? Don't talk about it. Or, no, I'm just saying in general, right? The people who solve the most problems. They solve the hardest problems. They solve the hardest problems, yeah. right? Those people always make the most money. So, the thing is, is you have to, people well, search. I don't even say the hardest problems. They're the best at solving the problem of hope. They're the best at solving the problem of convenience. And then the best at selling the, the problem of, of, of uh, attention. Mark Zuckerberg solves the problem of attention. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The reason the St. Louis Cardinals have some of the highest attendance 
in the country in sports isn't because they're always winning. It's because they always have a chance to win. They don't win every year, but every year they almost win. They almost get in the playoffs. They're competitive. Right. The reason the Rams had the lowest attendance ever of any sports franchise when they were in St. Louis, same fucking fans, same fans, was because they didn't even provide the hope that they might win. All Two right? and 12. What? Two and 12. For fuck, they were, yeah. the, they were the losingest team over the course of the time that they were in that losing streak of any fucking sports team in history. The reason why nobody went to the game was be- it wasn't because they were losing. It was because there was no hope of winning. So when you when you fucking think about what it is you sell and what you're showing people, it's an important thing to understand that that's what people buy. If you're not selling attention, if you're not selling convenience or time, and you're not selling hope, you ain't selling fucking nothing. That's the truth. And I mean that figuratively and literally. Meaning they might like your post and they might make a comment. They ain't buying your shit. But they ain't buying your shit. Okay, so how do we remedy that situation? Whether you're 10 million or 100 million or fucking one, you would remedy it by adjusting the way that you communicate so that it either A, educates, B, impacts, or C, entertains people to the point where it provides one of those products. Convenience, okay, time, attention, or hope. Or you could sell all three using your social stories. Hey, you can get a I conven- do it every day, bro. You could get a convenient answer to your problem by having a relatable person that you look to. I shouldn't even be doing this podcast, to be completely <laughs> honest. But, like, I feel fucking stupid for doing it because there's people that could actually benefit that aren't in my best interest, i.e. competitors that listen to this podcast that are going to be like, fuck, dude. But you know what the truth is? They won't do it because their egos are too big. So I don't fucking care. You know, I just, I, I'm, I'm listening to you talk. It just... Just to summarize the way I'm understanding what you're saying, it's just the essence of influence. You're being honest, you're you're being vulnerable, so that people say, hey, that guy's just like me, so that when they do see you winning, they can say, I can be just like him. Yeah. Why why would you not want to do that? You know how fucking awesome it it's, is? It's beautiful. Dude, do like, you know how awesome it is? Like, can, can I tell you, for real, no bullshit. And, and my actions back this up, by the way, and I'll explain that in just one second. But, dude, I would take the ability to impact people and improve people over any fucking money that you could ever make in this fucking world. And I'll tell you how my actions back that up. I think I talked about this on the last podcast. If I didn't, I might have talked about it somewhere else. I talk a lot. Sometimes I forget where I say shit. <laughs> Me too. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, dude, that, that one thing you said on the last podcast. Dude, I'm in the zone. I will not remember what the fuck I'm saying. Like, it's like conversations you have when you're wasted. Like, I don't remember what I talk about on the podcast because I'm in a different mindset. Smile and nod. Yeah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to have to remind me what the fuck I said, bro. But, uh, you know, dude, in 2010, 2009, 2010, you know, we still weren't making any money. Chris and I were not making any money. No money. All right. And I considered changing careers and moving on to something else a bunch of different times. And then after 10 years of being in business where we truly weren't making any money, I had to have an honest conversation with myself. Andy, you're not making any money. You're not going to be this wealthy person that you've always wanted to be. You're not going to have this and this kind of life. Okay? I had to come to that honest conclusion. And so I was looking at other things too, because it's hard to keep that hope alive when you're 10 years in and you don't have it coming in. 
10 years, by the way. That's not bullshit. I had to, I had to make a decision. And my decision was, you know what? I don't necessarily make as much money as I'd like to make right now, which is zero. I could have made more money working at McDonald's. No, no fucking lie. 10 years in my business, I could have made more money working at McDonald's. I, I thought about what I did, and I'm like, you know what? There's nothing better to me than when somebody comes into my store and they come back six, seven months later losing 100 pounds with tears in her eyes, thanking me for what I did. And I chose that path at that time. I could have chose other things that would have made money. I chose to stick with what I was doing and to get that over the money. And because I chose that and I committed to that, the money started to happen. Okay? And my actions have always and will always back up creating as much impact as I can by relating to people and understanding their problems and helping them know that I understand as well in a genuine way, not only because I make a lot of money doing it, but first and foremost, because I love doing it. It's the right thing to do. And I enjoy it far more than you could ever enjoy any financial success. And that's the thing about social media right now. People are not grasping what I just said. They, they're choosing the likes. They're choosing the comments. They're choosing the hard eye emojis instead of choosing the right thing to do, right? And it has nothing to do with the pictures they post. This has nothing to do with how hot you are, how big your titties are, how big your fucking ass is, or how ripped you are, how muscly you are. Nothing to do with that. Feel free to post all of that shit. I fucking like it. Everybody else likes it. If anybody says that they don't like looking at a picture with a fucking girl with a nice body, or if you're a girl, or one of the other 47 genders that fucking there is now, or whatever the fuck is going on, if you're one of the people, whatever it is you fucking like, we like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, and anybody who says different is lying. And if you're one of these people who gets all kinds of hate because of what the shit that you post, it's because you're not posting valuable shit with it. And you're just kind of saying, it's kind of like saying, hey, look at me, I'm better than you. You, use, you should use a platform to, to do good. I believe Take that the too. opportunity to do good. But Sal, the best part about what we're in right now is the more good you do, the more money you make. It's an amazing concept. It's that fucking, dude, that, that's what is so exciting about this age that we're in. We're in a fucking age where the more you help people, the more you solve their problems, the more you connect with people, the more you relate to people, the more opportunity there will be to make money. I cannot think of something cooler than that. I cannot think of anything cooler than that. Well, you got to think about it. The, the customer wins because they lost 100 pounds. They're happy. They love you. They tell their friends. But this is with any business. No, no, I'm with you. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter what you're selling. You got to see it that way, though, is the, is the point. You Dude, know what I mean? Right. You got so to see the vision. Like, people get hung up on selling things. Oh, I don't want to sell things. If you're providing enough value, the obligatory buy is always there. It's naturally there because they're buying you. So when you're selling them or teaching them or educating, which is goes back to the point, one, two, three, educate, trust, loyalty. If you're educating them on how to change their life and they can effectively apply that to their lives, then they start trusting your information. You start teaching them how to work out. You teach them how to exercise. You teach them how to eat properly. You teach them Really what's. what they're teaching them is that you're not full of shit. And yeah. when you say something is good, it's fucking it's good. good. And then what, they become loyal to you. And then what happens is you say, hey, listen, um, not only do you trust my information I'm providing for workouts, 
that you say, hey, I really like this hat. This is the best fucking hat I've ever owned. And guess what they do? Buy the fucking hat. They go buy the fucking hat. You know why? Because you never lied to them. And you helped them change their well, life. Not only that. Let's, and they send their friends there. Let's talk. I mean, dude, it's so fucking <laughs> simple. Like Von, there is a very, 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 very wide open point, though, that needs to be, the dot needs to be connected here. You know what else happened in 2010? Oh, uh, Sal came on board. I came on board. <laughs> you see the math? It took me a second. Ten years yeah. of struggle. I got to come over. Yeah. Here. I got this fucking. This, well, this, come on, dude. The, you were the here train like, on the tracks. You were here for like two hours a day back then. That's you were the funny. midship. That's all it took. Mid- two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is true because we have no business. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Um, hey, a lot of people don't know this though. A lot of people don't know. I would like to touch on this because yeah. he's he's a fucking pretty exceptional human. Sal, by virtue of genetics. We, of course, well, we already course. Said, we covered that <laughs> clearly because of my influence as a big brother. Yeah, right, right. But listen, this is another good lesson. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. This motherfucker left a mid six figures job where he was the best in the world at what he did to come do something that he believed was the right thing to do. When he started here, I paid him one fifth of what he made at his other job because that's all I could afford. And to be honest, to afford that was a huge ordeal to even pay him that. This motherfucker would, I give him shit about coming in at two o'clock and leaving at four, which is true. He did do that. But what I, what I, what I really, and I have never said before, what he was doing until two o'clock and what he did after four was he was out pouring concrete patios for people for side money to be able to survive because I couldn't pay him enough. Okay. So that shows you. And now he's way better off. We're, at, we're, we're getting better and better by the day, all right, because he was willing to do what he believed was the right thing to do. And I refuse to believe, and I know this for sure, that there's people out there that don't know what's that the right thing to do as from a quote-unquote influential standpoint. It's You feel it. You know what's right. You're just scared to do it because it's not going to get enough likes or it's not going to get enough comments and you think that's going to make you less effective when in reality, we're not talking about what's going to make you less effective today. It's what's going to make you more effective for the next 10 years. But, and usually like the, thank you, by the way, but usually what's- Those mo- all lie. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Just so you Except know, for the ten year all the truly great ones have to be threatened with keeping office hours. <laughs> well, I don't have to be threatened. What are you saying? He said all the all the truly great ones around here have to be threatened with keeping office hours. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, now I got so much shit to do that I have to come here, and I got a hundred kids at home, so it's easier to be here than right. it is to be at home. Fuck right. between you and Riggle, you guys got a fucking football team. That's what we do in there. Actually, we strategize on parenting. Yeah. I even forget what the fuck I was going to say now. Well, that's what let, happens when you have. Let parent, me say this real quick. Um, so the other day, Ryan Mickler, order man guy, he's yeah. been on our podcast. You're you're gonna be on this podcast. I right? just it was. Is. Yeah. So the other day, he posted on his Facebook. I love this. He said, "You know, I really love the fact that there's so much BS going on about toxic masculinity and and people raising their their boys to be basically these effeminate wimps." He said, "Because my kids, my boys are gonna, are gonna dominate." I saw that. It you was know, awesome, yeah, and it was an awesome statement. Yeah, but and, you and know, it's great. That's the same thing for social right now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because the opportunity right now to crush in social media is better than it ever has been, even in the beginning. Right. Because right now, we have an evolution happening, a revolution, to be completely, uh, if we're using the right term, of where people are drifting away from meaningless shit and gravitating towards shit that makes them better in some way. Absolutely. Whether it makes them laugh, whether it teaches them some shit, or whether it makes them think and improve their skills. 
and and even on a bigger level, there's so much rampant shallowness and self-centeredness that if you are not <coughs> a person like that, you're going to stand out. Uh, if dude, you're somebody exactly. who goes in Oh, you deep, can smell that shit now, man. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. beauty in so the early like, days. So if you are a genuinely authentic person who cares about somebody, win. you are going to be an outlier. Right? You're going to draw people to yourself. Yeah. Right? And dude, yeah. I'm going to tell you, and people can- Especially in the success industry. Listen, people will argue this shit wet till the fucking moon comes fucking down and crash on the earth. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm right and they're fucking wrong. This shit is changing. And right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, if you don't evolve from being someone who just is an image-based fucking quote-unquote celebrity into someone who provides true value in your stories, you're not going to continue to get paid the way you have been or even close. Because Yes, you will for the next two years, but what's going to happen when the big brands smarten up? What's going to happen when they understand focused, engaged content? And everything shifts from people who are quote-unquote eyeball-related to people who are actual benefit-related. You're going to be out of a fucking job. It's scary. I'd be scared. I would be scared. I, usually, and this is the point that I was going to say, sorry, and it popped off, the right decision is the unpopular hard decision to make. You feel it. Yeah. It's that scary transition movement. So, like, you... You think there's like some truth over there, but then you kind of have like, shit, I don't know. Well, it's hard to make that decision when when you feel something inside as the right thing, but the external world that is right now is rewarding the opposite behavior. Yeah, well, but- this you see is, what I'm saying? Yeah, well, this was my career move. You know right. what I mean? My career right, move- exactly. So like, the uh, my paycheck says this, but my heart says this. And, I and remember, that's a hard decision to make, man. I remember thinking, well, because there was only five people. I think I said this this morning in the meeting. There's only five people that supported my Everybody move. else said you were fucking crazy. And where are those motherfuckers now? Asking for jobs. Right, that was, exactly. That was the joke. You know, it's like, so understanding that that transition, it's going to be vulnerable. You're going to be scared. It's going to be tough. And you're, you're most likely, you're not going to feel like you know what the fuck you're doing for a minute. And Dude, you know I'll what? tell you right now, no bullshit. You want to become excellent in social media? Fucking join First Forms Legionnaire Program. Yeah, come on over. We'll fucking teach you everything you need to fucking know. I do it twice a week. Tuesday, yeah. Thursday. <laughs> and you learn, guess who you learn from? You learn from him and you learn from me. And you learn from people who are making, literally making six fi high fives and six figures a month on their social media. That's who you fucking learn from. So if you really want to be good, I would say that. But only if you actually use the products. If you don't use the products, I don't want you. Man, best way to genuinely believe in something is be a customer first, right? That's it. You bet. That's why we don't. That's why we have an application process to be a representative of our brand. People are like, why don't you just open it up to everybody? Because if I open it up to everybody, I got fucking a very disingenuous fucking Message. rep program. Yeah. Same know? reason why you didn't franchise S2 in the that's beginning. That's right. That's why I don't franchise S2 out publicly because I hold it for my guys that are in the in the team. Because I, dude, look, I believe that those guys are going to work for me for 8, 10, 12 bucks an hour and bust their asses. They deserve that opportunity if they want it. I would much rather do that than to fucking. I mean, fuck, dude, I said this last week's meeting. Dude, I've had offers to buy my business for hundreds of millions of dollars. $600 million I could have cashed out at the highest one. $600 million. You know what I do with $600 million? Whatever you want. Sure. <laughs> Anything I fucking want. And you know why I don't take it? Because I'm obligated to people in this company. I'm obligated to people who have been here. And I'm obligated to the, the business and the customers we serve to correct the fucking course of the way things are done. And I believe that. Tr truthfully. And I'm willing to bet my entire fucking life on it. You know what I mean? I've So, 
you know, anything that, you know, when you listen to what other people say, you got to understand a lot of those people have biased opinions because their skin's in the game. You know what I mean? Do what's right. Do what you know is right. And if you're a fucking person right now who's not earning any money on social media, but you want to, you need to follow the people who are earning a lot of money doing it the way that it's going to get paid over the next five to 10 years, probably 50 years, versus people who are getting paid on the way it used to be. Meaning like, dude, if you're fucking, if you've got, if you've been, if you're an attractive female and you've got 50,000 followers because you're attractive, don't continue to build that, that following based on your attractiveness. Build that following off of the qualities that you have to offer so you can connect with people, help them, serve them, and then you're going to be able to monetize later, right? Yeah. If you're someone who has 10 million followers and every follower of your 10 million likes and comments because they like to see you in the underwear, shift gears. Post the shit that you want. Use the tools you have. But you have other shit to offer and start offering it. Otherwise, you're, the paycheck's going to stop. Well, here's what's going to stop. You're either going to, you might get less likes today. Get, today, you no, you for sure will. It's yeah. one step back for five steps forward. But I would take the step back now to start realigning who you are and your brand to make sure that the money, sales, influence continues on long picture. Because if you take the other side, the short sided approach, you're you will lose. Not only that, fucking dude, your looks are in, uh, they're they're a perishable fucking item. Like, I'm sorry, but we're all going to get uglier. Besides me. I'm going to get more handsome. But the rest <laughs> of you motherfuckers are going to get uglier. Okay? Talking to you, Tyler. No, I'm talking to all of you. <laughs> except me. I, I've said exactly what I mean. I'm going to be that gray fox, dude. With the, I'm going to be like that dude. You're going to be Sean Connery? No. Those, those yeah, sackies. right. <laughs> What's that dude's name? That Giovanni fucking oh, Luch, D- Luch, Luch, Luca, Luca Giovanni, D- that D- dancing dude. Hate on him all you want. That motherfucker's having a good time. <laughs> and you know what? He looks good, too. He does. He, he's, that dude's ripped. He's, he's fucking he's, ripped. He's probably like 5'3", 135 pounds. Yeah, but I'm going to be like 230 guy. of that. I'm going to be like the gray fox with the gray beard and the gray hair. I ain't hit my prime yet. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. Let's be real. If, if you and I lived that lifestyle, you'd be 350. First of all. <laughs> If I lived that lifestyle, I'd be dead. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> he gone. Yeah. You'd find me in a ditch. There's a reason I never did drugs. And the reason is because I know if I did them, You'd like them. I would like them so much that I would fucking end up in the ditch <laughs> in about a month. Well, we got hey, we do have family members like that. I, fuck I know, dude. That that's what taught me to stay away from it. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh dude, you could just do a little. No, thanks, man. You don't get me. <laughs> Look what a little gets you. I'm a hundred I'm a hundred to zero. <laughs> like, dude, Literally. Yeah. Like you you fucking the first line of cocaine I did would be the fucking the, it would be a dump truck the next day. That's why I don't fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? So like, dude, it, it, his line we should have a meme made. Somebody will do this. Maker's Mark is a hell of a drug. <laughs> no, dude, I have a fucking post that post on from our old banquet like two years ago. It was me and Cunahan and I'm dancing. And I think that's the caption I put on it. It said, whiskey, it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Dude, that's why I had to fucking give up whiskey, man. I had to fucking stop drinking whiskey because it made me fucking insane. That's why I don't drink tequila. Yeah. I'd fight you or steal your girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of two yeah. things is going down. I, I promise you that. Either one of them is not a good thing. No. <laughs> Dude. Wake up and be like, ah. Yeah. Should have done that. Yeah. But, but cir- circling back to your point, though, I mean, just if, if you're the kind of person who is really making a, a 
an Instagram page based on your attractiveness. Think of all the time you're wasting and the and the and the potential real connections you're missing because you have to scroll look, through scroll through hundreds of stupid comments not only that, bro, to find the good the good connections. Not only that, you're doing you're doing the wrong thing. Okay, if you're not telling a real story and connecting with people, what you're really doing by doing that is making people feel bad about themselves. And I don't, you could say you could say all you want and like you know, I'm all about get tough this that the other. But you're making yourself look like an ass because you're coming across as if you're better, you think you're better, which, dude, these people don't think that because I know them. They're not that kind of people. They're good people. They just happen to be attractive. You know what I mean? So they're getting judged on shit that really isn't even them, you know? So you have to understand that, like, dude, if you do good shit, if you contribute a little bit, if you give a little more, people respect that, which is going to create a better, a better engagement process, more real fans. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if people, dude, Tom Billu said this. Tom, who uh, is a gr- fucking great speaker, most underrated speaker that I fucking met. Personally. I agree, that guy's awesome. He's amazing. Um, I don't think he gets the notoriety because you have to really like sit down and give him some attention before you understand how gifted this man is. He is very smart, very intelligent. He built a legitimate billion-dollar exit company in my industry, which I can tell you is hard as fuck. So he has all my respect, 100%. I, and I didn't like him at first either. I thought he was a fucking arrogant prick. I've never told him that. So if you're listening, Tom, that's what my impression was. I'm sure he thought the same of me. But we've gotten to know each other. And he dude, wouldn't be far off. So yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but dude, the guy's brilliant. And he's an excellent speaker. Go watch his YouTube videos. Watch his Impact Theory show. It's amazing shit. All right. Uh, I think the impact theory show sells him short on his capabilities because I think when he excels is when he's actually speaking his own thoughts instead of interviewing people, my opinion, because it's so powerful. But I was talking to him and we were talking about, uh, you know, how to create companies and businesses and all this shit. Well, dude, if you look back on his social, if you look, if you look back on his social, what's he do? He tells people how the fuck he did it. He goes back and shows pictures of when he was like a little nerdy dude in Beverly Hills in front of it. Dude, that's inspiring shit. You know what I'm saying? We, we have someone here who, who has been all those things, but yet is so relatable because this guy could present himself any way he wanted. It doesn't fucking matter to him. He's already exited the company. He chooses to present himself in a relatable way because in his heart, he believes it's right. It's not just to win. It's to help. And that's why you win. You see what I mean? There's a difference between pretending to care to win or winning because you actually care. Big difference. And most people can't d- get understand what that means. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to win, care's got to come first. The success will come later. And it can't be fucking disingenuous. You know, a lot of people right now are listening to this and they're like, fuck, dude, I'm so confused on what to do. Everybody else says this, but I'm, but this is what you're saying. No, I'm telling you because I fucking write the checks. I write the checks to the big motherfuckers and I write the checks to the little motherfuckers that actually care. And the checks I write to them are 10 times the size of the checks I write to the big motherfuckers. That's a fucking fact. If the ship's sinking, who do you cut first? I'm telling you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dead weight. Yeah. Don't make yourself dead weight. No, that's right become valuable and it's changing it's fucking changing train's coming and anybody who says different is either ignorant or they have skin in the game to protect that's right 
Sal, what's your final word? You'll never get in, you'll you'll never close your eyes and have doubt if you tell the truth and you live a good and you have good genuine intentions. You know, like I think I think a lot of people get caught up in duping people and no no no, that's not your final word. Your final word should be what the fuck you said at the meeting today. If not blank, then blank. Oh, oh, if not, well, I say if not us, then who? So it's about changing the life, changing changing pers- people's lives one life at a time, and then. If you're not going to go out and and genuinely try to help people change their lives, then who else is going to do it? That's right. And if you're not going to be the person who steps up and does the right thing, then who is? If you're not going to be the fucking influencer with 10 million people who changes gears to show people what the right fucking thing is, who the fuck's going to do it? Because the right thing is the right fucking thing. And the right thing is not making other people feel small and like you're better. The right thing is lifting other people up. It always will be. You will never lose by doing the right thing, ever. You'll never lose. You might lose today. It might seem like you're losing. The feedback you're getting might tell you you're losing, but that's feedback mirage. Feedback mirage is this. Feedback mirage is you're getting a different feedback right now based off the actions you're taking than what it is the result will actually be. Meaning Sal, when he first took a step back from his job, he's making less money. If you just judge that feedback, you're not taking into account the actual feedback that's happening. So you're making decisions based off information that's actually false, right? Just like big influencers right now are, big companies right now are making decisions about who to pay to influence their brand that actually isn't true because instead of diving deep to see who has the engaged, focused following, they're looking at likes and comments and followers, which none of that shit equates to fucking money. And whether you're a company right now that, you know, understands that or whether you're a company right now that has no clue what the fuck I'm talking about doesn't mean that it's it's not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Or not right. All right? The real gain in social media, the real play is going to be how the fuck you make other people feel. Understanding that you are just like them. People are like, how the fuck do you get... 10,000 people to show up to fucking hear you speak (laughs) because they relate to me. I'm a relatable dude. Cowboy boots and pickup trucks. That's right. (laughs) And you know what? If I want to drive fucking rolls, I'll drive that too because I can fucking do whatever I want. Well, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I did get rid of it. I did get rid of it. I got a new one coming. I'm getting a new one. But it ain't going to be here for like six months. So, but dude, the point is, is like, dude, how... And you know what I think before we end, too? I think it should be important for people to understand what authenticity is. You know, you're going to look at somebody like me, or you're going to look at somebody like Gary, or you're going to look at somebody, you know, like one of these big influencers on Instagram or this or that. And let's say you're you're at the beginning. Authenticity is not being what someone else is. It's not being loud. It's not using the word fuck. It's not any of these things. It's it's being who you are. Because like I said, at the beginning or the whatever it was, the middle, the beginning, beginning, middle of the podcast, we talked about 50% of the people are going to relate and 50% of the people aren't. And you want a sure way to make sure that none of them relate? Pretend to be something that you aren't. Pretend to be an Andy Frisella. Pretend to be a Lindsay Palos. Pretend to be something you aren't. 
And you're sure as fuck not going to connect with anybody. The only way to truly connect with people is to be who you are, get good at telling and communicating stories that show who you are, and guess what? Be that in real life because we have too much transparency now to where if you go out in public and let's say you happen to have built a massive following. and Dude, I've seen this happen to other influencers recently. Guys who pretend that you know, they're, they're one way and then they get caught slipping that they're not this perfect person and the fucking world comes down on them hard. You have to be who the fuck you are. If you're not a perfect person, don't pretend to be a perfect person. If you're not, you know, uh, Andy Frisella, don't be Andy Frisella. Be fucking Joe. You know what I'm saying? There's a way, there's people out there that are going to relate to you and they're going to relate to your story. And a lot of people right now are probably thinking, well, I sell fucking windows. How can I do this? Well, let me tell you something. It's not what you sell. It's how you entertain. It's how you educate and how you impact. And people will buy as a result of that. So let's say, for example, you sell something that's not very sexy. Oh, like that that fucking the commercial with the boat with the spray. Uh, yeah. That he. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Your yeah. point. No, you what brought about it, up, it. You brought it up in the meeting. Like it, it's not a sexy product to sell. Right. But he sprayed it on the bottom. And, and you're like, holy shit. Holy fuck. He's and not it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you have something that's not that sexy. Figure out creative ways to be entertaining. Figure out creative ways to be educational. I had a guy one time ask me, he's like, dude, I operate equipment. How do I build a social media presence? I'm like, well, I would go buy junk cars and crush them and do funny shit with that. Or I would do wheelies and my bobcat. Or I would <laughs> fuck it. What's that channel that you fucking always send me? Black Sheep Skid. It's Black my boy Sheep Jake. Black Sheep Skid. Do you talk to him? Yeah. He's a stud. Jake's awesome. Okay. So here, here's a prime example. Now we're talking about this motherfucker. All this motherfucker does is drive his fucking bobcat, and he does wheelies and shit on it, which, by the way, Jake, is awesome. Come teach me how to do it. Yeah. All right? I'm going to hire you coach. as my coach. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, here's a guy who just said, you know what I'm good at? Operating a fucking skid steer. He's great at it. He's great. So he makes videos that entertain and show that he can operate a fucking skin. And, and, and guess what? Would people, you hire him? People look, fuck yeah. Exactly. That guy could brush your teeth with that thing. Right. <laughs> Dude, I think I saw him pick up that quarter thing. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. He picked up a quarter with the bucket of a fucking uh, excavator. He like flipped it up, right? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> well, two things I tell people all the time, you talk about sales. I, I always say, hey, if you're going to gonna beat me, you're going to have a hard motherfucking time. Like I'm going to compete. But one thing you'll never fucking beat me at is being me. Yeah. You, you can't you fucking can't. beat. Yeah. There's me. a saying that you can't out Amazon Amazon. You can. How many companies have tried to do what Amazon does? That doesn't mean you shouldn't start a fucking e-commerce business. No, it just means we you should it. find your own flavor <laughs> yeah. and find your own vibe and find who you connect with. And who's going to connect with you is going to be the people that are just like you. I know it's hard to understand, but there are millions of people, no matter who the fuck you are, that will connect with who you are. Why do you buy from Amazon? Because it's convenient. That's right. Convenience. And I don't care about the price on Amazon. It's not I, even cheaper anymore. No, I click on the motherfucker. Typically more expensive. Because the shit shows up tomorrow. That's right. Sales episode. Yeah. What episode was that? The 100. You mean the one that you were on really early? Yeah, that'd be a good point for these guys. That I was, sell uh, sales is a way of life. Sales is a way of life. But what yeah, number was it? It's within uh, like 25, I think. Yeah. You sell, if you sell windows, 
you still got to create value. The sales process is no different. Yeah. Dude, if I sold windows, I would come up with all kinds of creative shit to make it funny. Just know you wouldn't sell more than me. No, you wouldn't. I would, but no, you they wouldn't. wouldn't. <laughs> I would. Dude, I'd be making vi- Dude, if you and I showed had a window company and fucking figured out how to make it funny, mine would be way funnier than yours. <laughs> but I would sell all the windows. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude... But like people handicap themselves because of the stories they tell themselves about who they are and what they are. And it's not true. Afraid. Like, dude, if you're a fucking, uh, you know, a window guy, fucking make videos of you throwing rocks at your window and I'm not breaking the window or whatever it is. Like, dude, make funny shit like like, oh, these windows are so good that, you know, you could creep on them. And like, this is the way to creep properly. Like you can make funny shit like it's dude. All the answers to social media are found in that equation that I talk about, okay? And the equation is E2I equals E. What does that mean? It means educate, entertain. So that's the E2, right? It's like E squared. It's like Einstein's thing. What is E? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Basically Einstein. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I'm like the much. Einstein of fucking social media with True. this equation. This is a social media Einstein equation. We need a name for it. Einstein's theory, Frisella's theory of social media. Here it is right here. E squared, all right? That's educate and entertain, okay? I, impact, equals E, engagement, all right? E to I equals E. Write that shit down because if you stay within that formula, you'll fucking win, all right? Now, I know all the math nerds out there are going to be fucking writing me being like, that's E squared and that should mean something. All right, motherfucker, we tell me the way that it is. <laughs> the only math I really give a fuck about is my bank account, and that fucking equation makes that account number go up. That's it. So I don't give a fuck about your math. I fucking, I'm the only thing I can. And by the way, how about all the teachers when we were kids being like, when are you going to do that long division? You're not going to have a calculator in your fucking pocket, are you? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole time I heard you talking about Einstein's theory, all I kept thinking about is us watching Ricky Henderson's thing i today i am the greatest of all time no, dude ricky steal ricky's base <laughs> no, that was because the only reason you thought of that was because i said don't try to be andy for oh yeah yeah because yeah. he's talking about because ricky henderson talks about himself as ricky he refers to himself in the third person, third person. It's fucking awesome yeah i'm not trying to be a fucking ego turd i'm just saying like that's, hey, a good, every, that's a everybody good, likes ricky yeah but don't copy someone else's oh. swag like, dude, I know motherfucker. Dude, I got motherfuckers out there that copied me so hard they went out and got tattoos in the same fucking places I got. All right, like, dude, it's just like you gotta, dude, I mean, you've gotta fucking take that's weird, to, dude. That's like wear your skin weird. Like it puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> dude, I wonder if they tuck it, dude. I'd fuck me. <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> I wonder if anybody else even gets the tuck. No, it. they're fucking too young. No one's yeah. ever seen that movie. Conversation Andy has with himself every morning in the bathroom. I'd fuck me. No, that's the com- no, when I have like seven beers though, and I go in the bathroom at a bar, I definitely have I that. Think conversation. Everybody does that. Dude. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm looking good. The truth is, I look like I just got hit with a fucking steamroller because I'm drunk. You're like, he's like, yeah, let's take a picture. And then when you finally see that picture from that night, you're like, fuck. No, there's a zone. It's like playing pool. Like you could play really good pool when you got like three beer buzz. You get like a 12-beer buzz, you're fucking terrible. Oh, you sure do you think you're, you're good? You're, te- yeah, you're still running your mouth. Yeah, and you're terrible yeah. when you're sober, too. So it's like you got to get in that zone. There's a picture zone. Like you, like for us ugly people, there's a picture zone. Tyler. All right? The picture zone is this. You look shitty when you're sober. Fact. 
You can never smile right. You always look weird. Then when you're drunk, you look shitty. But when you're in that like three beer buzz, dude, you take the best pictures because you don't give a fuck. <laughs> you look like you're having a good time. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. But it, like I, uh, you know, you try to try to take pictures when I'm in that zone. It's like the ping pong zone or the pool zone. You guys know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Darts, dart zone. You know, like you're terrible at darts when you're sober. You're terrible when you're fucked up. Golf. You're terrible when you're sober. You're terrible when you're <laughs> fucked up. What are you laughing? Are you just good all the time? I mean, do I got to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Dude, I mean, we could equate this to a lot of different things. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, sometimes you're real fast. Sometimes you're really good. Sometimes it's shit don't work. <laughs> There's a zone yeah. for fucking optimal, optimal <laughs> fucking. Not when I get down with it. <laughs> yeah. There is a zone for this shit. All right? And the zone for your social media is this. E to I equals E. I'm a fucking genius for tying that together, by the way. I am. Yeah. All right. Let's do real final word. Vaughn, you start. All right. Sal, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you, you you definitely teed up my last one. I, you know, don't be afraid to start. Uh, you know, when you start thinking about it, never, there's never a right time. And and you you just alluded to this. There's there's always the right time to do the right thing. And if you get out there and you promote a good message and you 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 truly genuinely give it hell every single day, your time will come. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take effort. And that's the beauty about like what we do day to day on a on a physical level here at First Form is like being able to go through the journey is the entire sales strategy. Being able to look at somebody and understand that they can struggle and you're gonna struggle. So when you you start thinking about taking that first step and building your social online presence, understand that struggle is real. But your value is being able to help somebody in two years, three years, four years, helping new people onboard into that struggle because your value is going to be, I've been through that struggle. You understand what it's like, and therefore you can relate to that person. When you become unrelatable, i.e. the influencer who had it easy, the people who won the Powerball, they were the hottest chicks on the internet at the right time. That's not a relatable proposition. So for you to start today and build that relatable proposition will we'll bring you value long term. Just anchor in, enjoy the journey, and understand it. That journey that is, is that journey that you go through today is what you will be selling in the future. Be yourself; it's your greatest strategic advantage over anybody else. Plus, your theorem. But if you add being yourself to the practical stuff, you remember the other day when you asked me if I knew what that word meant? Yeah. Vaughn asked me if I knew what theorem meant. Well, I'm not a math guy. I'm not either, but so fuck, I dude, didn't really know what it meant. If you get to be as old as me and you don't know what theorem means, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Well, I don't know. So you don't know what theorem is? Nope. Well, go listen to one of the old podcasts. I don't. A couple. You never. Know, you don't know what a theorem is. It's a theory. I mean, I know only a theory. It's spelled with M at the end. I think. Oh, same thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't anyway. know that. But no, you know but what? seriously, I, I really do think it's it's cliche and it sounds cheesy, but it's be yourself, be authentically yourself, dude. You know what? Just start using some shit that isn't your fucking looks. Yeah. How about that? What else you got? What <laughs> else you got? Because that's really what it is. What else you got? That's what's going to get you paid. I'm with you on what that. Is, what else you got? Yeah. Yes, you're attractive. Yes, you're rich. Yes, you fucking have a Lamborghini. What else you got? Well, it's a good indication, too, on like, what are you actually doing in your life? Are you just taking pictures all fucking People day? People want to know, bro. Yeah, I know. Like, as insignificant as, as like doing a. Dude, you know what's funny? Is it is insignificant as some of my snaps I think are because I see them every day? They're the ones that get the most response. Like when when I walk through the warehouse and I show the dudes or I clown on the guys or we make a joke or like I show us breaking down a meeting or the, that's the shit that I see every day. 
But that's also the shit that makes people most interested because they don't see it every day. And that's what you have to understand. It's just because you're used to it. Just because you're used to taking a protein shake or going to the gym or fucking walking your dog or hanging out with, with Tony or whatever it is the fuck you do. Just because you do that shit every day doesn't mean it's it's not interesting to everybody else, right? And just because you, you know, people want to know. They're tired of the finished product. They want to know the fucking recipe. You know what I mean? It's a different game, man. We're moving into a different era. And the people who are going to make big money and have success are going to do exactly what Sal just said. And that's it. It's changing. No matter what anyone says or no matter what anyone sells you, no matter what anyone tries to tell you, social media is paying and is going to pay and going to cause far more income to come into your life when you go deep and show people who you are and create vulnerability and create real connection. The idea of just posting cool shit and leaving it at that is done. It's fucking done. People want to know the recipe. What's the recipe? The recipe is all the shit that you do on a daily basis that gets you to where you are at your final product. The posts are your movie. The story is the B-roll. Use it to be effective. Use it to help people. Use it to answer questions. Use it to fucking create real value. People are tired of just looking at you. No matter how attractive you are, no matter how ripped your muscles are or your abs are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how big your titties are, people are fucking tired of just that. And they're looking for something more. And the people who move to give more are going to be the ones that get paid more. And that's the fucking fact. Thank you.